Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the IPO podcast. I already forgot the episode number. It's been a long day, but it's, it's, it's four, four, uno, dos, quid. Levi Peckinpah, Ian Nickel, Parker Terrell here for another episode. Fellas, how you doing? Good. Happy to be back. Got a lot to talk about. College football is here and is going, and week one was awesome. And NFL starts. Uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday. NFL starts in two days. So we're back. We're back, boys. I think that also officially gives me a strict deadline for when to get this show out. So actually, that probably helps out. Life is good, man. Life is good. Um, you're going to have to help me out when we talk about OSU because uh, I was calling a UCO soccer game. I'm the uh, play-by-play voice for UCO soccer home games uh, because those are the only ones that stream on the MIAA network or that we that UCO produces. And I'm doing PA for those, so I missed Saturday's game. So you're going to have to keep me up to speed on that. But, hey, big day for the Mountain West, huh? Beat, uh, beat Purdue. Beat uh, – Shoot, it was the other team that they beat. All you're going to hear is crickets from us on this. Mountain West, baby. You see, I I do have the intro music. I can get cricket music as well. Just Oh, man. Look, Fresno State, man, they look real good. Watch out for them boys in Fresno. All two fans are so excited. Devontae Adams and Derek Carr, the two fans. No, I was I, about to say, I was just going to say Ian Nickel and then Ian one more time. So there's three. He's looking in the mirror. But uh, no, yeah, let's let's start off. Uh, oh, with how Oklahoma about Wyoming? State. That was the other one. That was My, a good win. Big game we'll, for the Mountain West. Just ignore the Oregon State game, the um, yeah. Boise East. State game. I thought you oh. meant Weast. The Nevada Let's game. get in to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State um, beat the University of Central Arkansas 27-13 to 13 Saturday. I was there. Levi was also there. We ended up actually seeing each other. That was a nice moment. Yeah. Um, randomly. But all in all, um, just bad. Like, bad overall. I think – I mean, I've said that this is – as bad as I've ever seen them play in a game um, at home, legitimately. Um, yes, they did end up getting a win, and yes, they did score two touchdowns late um, that put it away. But for a long time there, it was, um, you know, it was thirteen to seven um, in the fourth quarter, all the way up until the fourth quarter. It was thirteen to seven with an FCS team. So. Uh, the defense, the, the new defense under Brian Nardo, I thought played well at times. Uh, they gave up some big plays. They definitely saved our bacon in terms of special teams, blocking multiple field goals. Shout out Corey Black. Um, so I guess if I had to give this a grade, I'd definitely give it a D for the first game. I, I, I did a little separation of the three phases. Uh, special teams, I, I gave an A. Special, like, if we're talking a great thing, the the blocked, I mean, with the two blocks by Corey, uh, 
Alex Hale looking like he's kind of done a full 180. He's gotten out of the yips that he had a while ago, which thank goodness, because sometimes, and I'll mention another kicker like Matt Amendola, where it felt like if he got the yips, he was done for. Uh, Hale seems like he's officially out of that. Uh, the punters for Oklahoma State, they got that leg in him. And overall, special teams, A. Uh, defense, I'm going to give, I'm trying to think like a B or B minus. Because they made some moves. There was a lot of guys that really stepped up, looked pretty good. Uh, Justin Wright's out until around K-State. He put that in on his own social media. Uh, but a lot of big moves made by some guys. I really like what Xavier Ross was able to do. That's a guy that I was really impressed with. Nick Martin. Uh, offense? Uh, Trey Rucker. I would Trey say Rucker. Too. Facts. Uh, Kendall Daniels made some good moves and then also had a couple plays uh, where he kind of looked like he didn't care. With that the touchdown specifically where they were able to it was literally just a little short route and it looked like Kendall was jogging a little bit and I was just like that kind of irritates me you could you could have tried uh, so there's some of those irritations and it from what was given by Brian Nardo from because I had a my co-host with me on the afternoon sports drive got a chance to talk with him after the game try to keep everything pretty simple to start the first game so I think since it's simple, B, B minus, right in between there. Uh, offense, C minus. I, I was thinking about D, but I'm going to go C minus just because there was enough flashes during certain parts. Uh, Rangel looks a lot more composed compared to what last year was. Like, that's two different QBs. Rangel looked like he actually had it all together. Uh, but also the uh, the wide receivers – did someone feed them butterfingers before the games? Because it felt like we had a case of drops with Garrett Rangel and things. I feel like for Garrett could have been better if the wide receivers weren't dropping, especially Blaine green. Uh, Blaine, go ahead. See, I think that Bowman definitely was the biggest drop uh, person. I mean, there was one play to brought to green that you're talking about. That was like a big play that was dropped, but yeah, they definitely, um, that was an issue Saturday for sure. But also offensive line, especially whenever Alan Bowman was out there. Yeah. I understand Preston Wilson didn't play and Jake Springfield went out, but it took them up until Gunnar Gundy going in to get it figured out. Then once Gunnar got it together, that was the most complete the offense looked the whole game. It, it was like seamless. It it's like it's like he'd been out there for a decade and a half running the offense, uh, and it was kind of crazy to think that Gunner Gundy looked the best last week, but he easily did. Um, and it's just the way and the pace that he was able to play. And I, I think offense C minus just because eventually they got it together but there was some moments there where it was was not looking good i'll let ian go before i have my thoughts on the on the offense but go ahead ian well i don't know what to think i'm looking at the stats right here they're down efficiency six of 15 the total yards 391 to 453 which you should have for probably a little more um but what i'm noticing is that on passing uh, yards per pass, Central Arkansas beat a, beat Oklahoma State in that factor, um, 7.2 yards per pass versus 6.3. Do we know uh, – because I've heard great things about Rangel, except for the interception. 
I don't know if that was his fault again. Did not watch the game. He got hit as he threw. Did he? It kind of felt like half and half to where while he was going down, he probably should have just took the sack. And that, I don't like, but also at the same time, it seemed like no wide receiver went in there to try to break it up and try to do something. So that's why I gave it like half and half. Okay. Um, Man, I mean, and I guess Gunnar Gundy played really well. Uh, Supposedly, I'm looking at the stats right here. We haven't mentioned Ollie Gordon. We haven't mentioned Ollie Gordon, who showed out there at the end. Or Elijah Collins, who figured it out as well. Like, the running backs figured it out. Uh, I like that is solid because I think you got a good one two punch and then Jaden Nixon in there didn't do the much running wise but made it up as their pass back. Man, I I feel like we have more questions about this team about this Oklahoma State team than we did at the beginning of the year because now I guess Gunnar Gundy's in the uh the mix for QB one. It feels like it should just be Rangel because Bowman Bowen's stats look like he's not cutting it, but Gunnar Gundy did have the highest QBR. But again, that was in garbage time. So, yeah, a couple things. Um, I thought Rangel had by far the most just raw talent. Like you could just see that he can, the ball just kind of pops off his arm. Um, he's mobile in the pocket. He he was able to make a couple of different reads. Um, the interception wasn't great, but he also did have a touchdown. And I, I think that even though this whole time they've been saying that we're going to play all three guys, it shows that Rangel was the first first one out there. You know, I think mm-hmm. technically, yes, they did play equal amounts, but I think that it's important to note that Rangel was the first one out there. Bowman, I think, was the most disappointing of all. And who knows if you go if I went back and looked again at the drops, his stats would have been a lot better um, because he had a couple of first downs dropped for sure. But what I was least impressed with was he just didn't look like an experienced quarterback at all. He he was uh, really jumpy in the pocket, kind of, you know, his feet just never stopped moving. And then he was pretty much one read. If that wasn't there, he was chucking it out of bounds. Uh, so I was not impressed with that. I, I I thought that he made a really good throw as he got absolutely hammered. Um, so he showed, you know, that toughness. And then he also had a, what I, what the whole crowd thought was a first down run, um, and he got hit really hard out of bounds. Mm. So I like his toughness that he showed, but um, but yeah, I, I thought that he I wanted a little bit more in terms of just awareness. And Gunner Gundy, um, it's important to note that it was against a really tired uh, Central Arkansas defense. So an FCS team, their defense that had been worn down all game. Uh, and, and did he look great? Yes. Was he making the right reads and the quick throws? Yes, yes. He was also making some really good plays with his legs in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, you have to caveat it with UCA's was really tired. Um, you also have to caveat that UCA could have easily won the game if Gunnar Gundy didn't step in and step up. Because it's literally a one-possession game. Yeah. I mean... That wouldn't be on Gunner Gundy, but yes, he definitely put us ahead. Uh, all in Ollie Gordon's insane uh, hurdle. That was 
that was nice but it's beautiful but no he he deserves to play this week against Arizona State for sure I saw this tweet it was not from a like reporter or anything it was just from a, a person I don't think it was from a reporter but it was like basically a, a speculation that I kind of I, I agree with and it was like it seems like it was Rangel and Bowman all through camp and then Gundy's Coach Gundy said that Gunner made a lot of progress in August. So basically then Gunner played himself into being able to play in this first game. So that's how I see it. Maybe Gunner is making this late push here as as things get rolling into the season. Um, but if it were up to me, I think I would I would go with Rangel just because I think he has the most potential. So but Gunner deserves a shot Saturday. Now, can we? Are we going to talk a little bit about what if it's like, you know, twenty-one to twenty, on in the fourth quarter Saturday? Do you think they'll just go with who's played the best that game? Like, are they going to split reps again? I, I, uh, you go ahead, Ian. I, uh, I, I think you do have to go with the hot hand. Whoever is playing the best at that moment uh that's who you go to um by the way this arizona state team did not realize this because it was on the pac-12 network and there was a did you guys see that thing of the arizona state game the hubboob or whatever the dust storm thing thursday yeah i saw a, a screenshot of it yeah well they only beat southern utah 24 to 21 so yeah, there was a huge delay and all that, but yes. Yeah, take that for what it, for what it's worth. Yeah, don't forget um, they're having to play freshman quarterback Jaden Rashada, and it's not over their own choice. Their QB that they'd want to play right now is injured. Yeah, he, he mean he's starting again. He didn't do too bad. Eighteen of thirty-one, two thirty-six, and uh, two touchdowns. I mean, I feel like they're in the same spot as Oklahoma State, just a little worse off. Maybe three. And and also, a half. they have no motivation because. They Bull don't band. have a post game. They got bowl band. Self self bowl band. Self bowl band. It, I still think it's going to be a tough game though, just because it's late at night here. Um, kickoff. You're going to be dealing with some offensive line injuries, right? Still, Always. I mean, Preston Wilson is going to be is traveling with the team. They said. Yep. Who knows on Springfield? They said he'd probably play again. Although. Springfield going down did let my boy Dalton Cooper get to play. So that was nice to see. Um, but I do think though, I mean, the competition is a big step up though from UCA. No offense to UCA. Do I think that we ran an extremely vanilla game plan on both sides of the ball? Yes. Um, oh yeah, that is, it's, you're mm. not wrong. We didn't run any of the new stuff to like the back end of the game. Like for well, any of the yeah. new offense was at, in the fourth quarter with Gunner Gundy. That's what I'm saying, Ian. I know we've harped on Casey Dunn for good reason, and you had your really good tweet about how, uh, with all those different statistics, uh, if you want to go on uh, X.com, formerly known as Twitter, and see Ian's tweet, it was really good about what happened under Munkin and Holgerson and Yursich, and then and then Casey Dunn. Uh, you broke all that down. For for and, opening day games, yes. Yeah. Um, and so... The difference. But when the offensive line plays well, 
this offense works. I'm just saying. I know it's Central Arkansas. I know. But when when we were able to run the ball effectively, all of a sudden those play actions, those bootlegs, those uh, short crossing routes to Presley, all that stuff started to open up. So I know it's on Dunn, but it's also on Charlie Dickey in the offensive line that has been a huge issue in, in his time here. And we'll see over the season if if those two things go sideways again. I mean, for sure. Um, you can't run any good plays without a good offensive line. Um, I feel like more should be invested in an, into – those old linemen because I feel like when you look at the priority list of OSU recruiting I feel like it's receivers running backs and everything else will get to with glue and balsa wood or whatever um which so it it kind of makes sense that the wide receivers are priority when your offensive coordinator is a wide receivers coach oh yeah absolutely uh but I mean, we'll we'll see how uh, this goes. That Arizona experience State game tells a lot. I agree. We'll we'll know what this team really is. Although, I'm looking back to 2021. What happened that year? You started off with Missouri State, right? Yeah. Spencer was out. Don't do but it. Still squeaked do it. by in that game. Don't then you it. go to Boise squeaked out that game have to be saved by kale cabinets because no we had no receivers so that's i mean that could happen again in arizona state like i don't think we're going to be you know down to walk on receivers but i think the receivers are were the worst part of saturday honestly tulsa game they lost by and they won by five yep tulsa forgot about that state stuff stribbling was the only bright spot of for the receivers I'll also go Jaden Bray as well. He had some good catches. Yes, he did. Um, Which, thank goodness, his main problem has been health anyway. We know when he's healthy, he's, he's all right. And Presley did have a touchdown uh, on a screen. Yeah, thank you about, goodness. You about just – That was right in front of me too. They That was like running into me, basically. You about ran onto the field and gave him a hug. I Seriously, because it works. And they never do it. So hopefully they they pull that out. But yeah, overall, I think there's not a lot to be learned. Was it a little disappointing? Yes, but a win's a win. You didn't have too many injuries aside from Justin uh, Wright, who we're we're happy to hear that he's going to be playing again this season relatively soon. Because uh, according to his tweet, he thought he was out for the season. So um, Nathan Latou. Uh, no, no, no. His backup. Uh, sorry, Nick Martin. Right? Oh, yeah, Nick Martin. Yeah. Is oh. going to be playing alongside Xavier Benson. And Benson stepped up as well. Like uh, that Benson looked happy. good. That was a guy that Gundy singled out leading up to um, all through camps as a guy who's really stepped up, and that showed. He was – him and Kendall Daniels were real leaders on the defense. I saw uh, Anthony Goodlow got hurt in the game. I don't know if they've commented on if that was a long-term thing. He did limp off on his own power. So hopefully he's back for Arizona state. So we will see, we will definitely see. I think we should win. Um, but all eyes are going to be on that quarterback position. And I, I think Rangel deserves to start again. He led us to a touchdown. 
He did have the interception, but he led us to a touchdown and he played well. And and then I think the rotation should then be Gunner, then Bowman. But who knows? We we shall see. Do we want to talk about the rest of college football real quick? Yeah, yeah. Let's let me start slightly with how ridiculous it is the rule change with the the first downs. In terms of actually like watching the game, I I didn't really notice it that much because I did go back and watch um LSU Florida State. So cuz even though I was at the game, I I got to watch some games. So I didn't really notice it. But I went back and looked at all these tweets about how there's way more commercial time than game time. And it's just ridiculous. It's the games are the same exact length on TV because of the amount of commercials, but they're shorter in person because of this first down rule. So I think it's ridiculous. Agreed. They need to fix it somehow. But the, uh, the corporate greed, I feel like has already gone too far with, with freaking Stanford and Cal and SMU joining the Atlantic Coast Conference, it's just not going to end. Yeah. Money, they're, money, they're money, money. The Pac-12 dissolving, um, truly, we knew there was going to be bad repercussions, and that's just one of them. I mean, it's it's insane that they're joining the East Coast. Like, it's truly insane. But – that's that's just how it is. Hopefully, Washington State and Oregon State find a home because I think that they're two pretty good football programs. Oregon State is looking salty this year, um, and Washington State also looked good in their first game. And so, those are two passionate fan bases, um, and hopefully, they don't have to stoop to joining the Mountain Mountain West. Hopefully, they can find a, a, a real conference. That hurts, man. They going to the Mountain West. They probably Come on. Are. They are. Wearing, they are. Levi, you're wearing Mountain West purple. No, I'm not. I'm wearing Newkirk? Dallas Cowboys blue. Oh. Oh. Uh. Oh, yeah, that is Navy. Uh, let's start with – where do we want to start? Start with the Big 12 because oh. Big 12 did not have a great Saturday, boys. Very, very uh, bad Saturday. Texas Tech lost in double overtime to Wyoming. Mountain West, baby. Baylor got dominated at home by Texas State. And the story of the day was Coach Prime's Colorado Buffaloes upsetting number 17 TCU in Fort Worth. Um, A team that went 1-11 last year replaced Every single player on defense except for one. I don't know the offensive numbers. I think it's about the same. 70-something transfers. A completely different team. Um, Deion Sun, Shadir Sanders threw for 510 yards. Dog. And four touchdowns. Dog. That boy's a dog. The defending runner-ups, the defending national runner-ups, lose their first game at home. So, tough scene for the Big 12. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this game too much just because everyone's talked about it. But Colorado did not look that great. What I mean by that is that there was a bunch of plays I saw where the defense still had holes. It's kind of like one of those old TCU games where they got it by the skin of their teeth. And 
TC, I think TCU probably wins that game with Max Duggan. If you just replace Max Duggan with Chandler Morris, Duggan's going to win that game. Yeah, if you replace uh, Chandler Morris with Max Duggan, uh, you get all the way to the college football championship. Well, there's a, there's other pieces as well. Um, That's why TCU lost is because this well, yeah. is a whole new team. They lost everything. Yeah, so, so I mean, like, credit to Colorado. I didn't think they'd pull it out. Uh, I don't. I think the offense. I, I don't think there's really a whole lot of criticism to the offense. I mean, they had that interception early, but yeah, they. I mean, they scored really 42 points. I mean, going into this matchup, everybody knew that Shadir Sanders, or at least figured that Shadir Sanders was going to be good. That's what he was at Jackson State. Same with Travis Hunter. Dude was supposed to originally go to Florida State, but Dion poached mm-hmm. him. Like, there was no question that this team could put up numbers and do some dangerous things. It was really just everybody else trying to figure out, is the rest of Dion's guys truly going to be able to do it? Well, they were able to beat last year's or tie last year's record of one win for Colorado. So truly anything else right now for Colorado is house money. He threw the ball 47 times. Well, and Dylan Edwards too. Yeah. Dylan Edwards. Six, six carries, 24 yards, and then five. Uh, he had four touchdowns on the day, four total touchdowns. On uh, six carries, right? Six carries for 24 yards and a touchdown, and then five catches, 135 yards, and three touchdowns. Travis Hunter had 11 uh, catches for 119 yards. And also played lockdown corner. <laughs> The whole game. Yeah, I you gotta give him props, man. Also, Miles Slusher from Broken Arrow. He I think he was one of the few starters that stayed, maybe. Uh I'll take a look at his bio. Oh no, he he was at uh he was at Arkansas. So he he jumped over here, six solo tackles. I mean, I like seeing the Oklahoma boys get their shine. So I mean Colorado is going to be a very fun team to watch and when you look at the schedule, Nebraska and Colorado State, then Oregon. Oregon looked good. Oregon looked great. That's probably the game they lose. If we're going to re-look at Colorado's schedule. Yeah, I mean, we don't. Is, do Go I ahead. Go ahead. I said my guess is that they probably beat Nebraska. They beat Colorado State. They beat Arizona State. They beat Stanford. That's five wins already. And then they'll they'll probably beat either Washington State or Arizona. There's there's a path to six wins. Surprisingly, I don't think we thought we would get to that point. And heck, there's a chance that they can fumble the bag against uh, Nebraska and Will Compton is dancing on the grave of uh, Colorado, which – how about Nebraska, dude? Uh-huh. I saw the end of that game. Woof. Nebraska just keeps on nebraska Yeah, it looks like uh, Nebraska decided to take the worst traits of Matt Rule teams. Yeah. <laughs> the choke factor that Baylor had. The yeah. downfall of Nebraska – has slowly become hilarious to me. Oh, it's always been hilarious to me. It's it's great. 
It's like Me the too. New York Knicks. It's the New York they're Knicks. The, they, they are in Colorado are the reason why the Big 12 original blew up. Yep. So yeah. I don't have any remorse for Nebraska. Colorado's um, coming back. So. I, I wish that the ESPN 30 for 30 – Yep, happy that Colorado's coming back. Great. But um, the 30 for 30 on Nebraska football from the 90s, I was really interested in seeing. I guess that got canceled or something from ESPN. I don't know what happened. But there are books about it that, that you can read, um, and it's it's nowhere near the same. Like back then, they used to do this thing where they would give a scholarship to every single county in Nebraska. Uh, there would be a walk-on scholarship type of thing. And Tom Osborne would go out to these rural places, to these gigantic, like, corn-fed country boys and be like, hey, you're 25, but I, I want you to come play football for me. And we have this scholarship to where if you are in this county, so you can come play for free. And so he would get these huge linemen to come and play for him. And they did away with that scholarship, so that doesn't exist anymore. Back when they were in the Big 12, they had access to Texas recruiting. That's where all of their stars came from was Texas. Uh, They lost that as soon as they went to the Big 10. They don't recruit Texas anymore. They went from being able to be a household name in the Big 12 area to then having to go into the same exact homes that Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, where had already established roads of recruiting and try to get these guys. And it just didn't work. That's why they're bad. It's it's not some like magical people think it's Nebraska. All they need is the right coach and they're going to be back to where they were It that. That's not how it works. They've they've lost their recruiting base, Big Ten, but it's it's nowhere near like it used to be in the '90s. And they have great fans, and I feel bad for them because they, I mean, they flipping had ninety thousand something people to watch a women's volleyball game. That's that's cool. So they have passionate fans, but college football is so different now than it was and tom osborne is not walking through that door anytime soon um so they went from having an uh having a whole apartment complex to not being able to rent the tiniest room in that same complex i think i mean bo pelini was cooking man he's going nine and three nine and the big 12 yeah no, he was uh, he was um, in the Big Ten too, which I think part of that was the uh, which he might have gone out at the right time, uh, ironically, um, because when he left, everything started going downhill, and that was in 2014, and that was the last year they had like their Big Twelve recruits. Um, so here here's a question for you. I mean, Colorado's going to get to recruit Texas big time this uh this coming year that's dangerous yeah that's I, I, really Colorado dangerous. was a whole different animal because because you have a celebrity as your coach yeah um but everyone knows prom they Everybody can recruit everywhere prom. he can recruit anybody anywhere it's it's not just a celebrity it's the gr- one of the greatest quarters in the sport mm-hmm. I mean, that's why he's been able in two consecutive recruiting classes flip the top corner is because now that we have proof 
or at least we're getting proof. I mean, if Colorado gets a bowl game this year, watch out. Like he's going to go from taking one recruit to all of your recruits. And, and what I like about Colorado is that they are coming to the big 12. The whole reason they're coming to the big 12 is because of coach prime that that would not have happened if there wasn't some buzz around him and nobody in the FBS wanted to give him a shot coming out of Jackson state, except for Colorado. And they did. And so that makes me think that he's going to stay there for a long time um, because they took a chance on him. And it's obvious that he can recruit players to go to Colorado to Boulder. So why would he leave? He's getting paid a ton of money. Their NIL pool is great. So I, I it's a great add to the Big 12. Um, and I can't wait to, uh, to see Travis Hunter next year in the Big 12. Be real scary. Yeah, I mean, without you know, Coach Prime, I don't, Col- Colorado's going to be. If Col- Colorado didn't have uh, Coach, they're one and eleven. They'd be Mountain West bound. Yeah, yeah, they were one and eleven. They were the worst program in college football last year. Their point differential plus minus was by far the worst. They got beat by an average of twenty nine points a game. They were abysmal, and they just beat the defending runner ups. Like it's incredible what he did. Is the media completely overhyping it? Yes. Yes. The meat writing is crazy. And that's the every single story is that. But honestly, he deserves it. So and until they lose, they're probably gonna get a lot of um a lot of hype and stuff. A couple negatives. A couple negatives for me on Colorado, and we'll stop talking about them. Yes, their interior defense isn't great. Their corners and safeties are really good. Um and I think that there's no way Travis Hunter can do this for a whole season. There's no way. If he does do it, that's incredible, and he deserves a Heisman because he's playing at an elite level on both sides of the ball. But I just don't see there's any way. Once they get into the meat of their Pac-12 schedule. Speaking of elite, how about Florida State? Dominated LSU. Jordan well, Travis. Well, they didn't. They had a really, really good fourth quarter. It was a Fetty whopping, brother. Yes, by the end of it, it was. But I, I'd have to go back and look. I'm pretty sure it was 24 to 17 going into the fourth quarter. Jordan Travis just made himself. He just just threw everybody at the corner. And be like, oh no, I'm, I'm going to be a Heisman candidate this year, throwing for over 400 yards in his like three or four, maybe five passing touchdowns. Something. Yeah, it was- it's twenty four seventeen going into the third. Yeah, but I mean at halftime it was seventeen to fourteen, and then within they scored thirty five points unanswered until uh, that random seventy five yard touchdown uh, with a minute fifteen to go for uh, yeah. And I, and I watched this game. Uh, LSU really shot themselves in the foot, really similar to what Clemson did last night. Um, LSU, I, I get the first time they went for it on fourth and goal. It was fourth and goal. They had a first and goal, though, from the two-yard line, and they couldn't punch it in. And then on fourth and goal, they went for it, and they didn't get it. All right. The next time, though, it was like fourth down from like the 20, and they went for it, and they didn't get it. I mean, those are big, huge momentum swings that Brian Kelly just 
you know, he went for it with, with Jaden Daniels at quarterback. So uh, that game could have went a lot of different ways. Jordan Travis took over in the fourth quarter uh, and showed that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. 342 yards and four passing touchdowns with one interception, yeah. but also 38 yards on the ground and one touchdown. For LSU, it was literally Jaden Daniels. It was the Jaden Daniels show and uh, Brian Thomas Jr. Jaden Daniels, 347 yards, one touchdown, mm-hmm. one interception, but also uh, 64 yards on the ground. And also uh, LSU had a muffed punt that led to a Florida State touchdown. Or actually, no, sorry, that that immediately they threw an interception right after that. But um, that's what happened last year in this game. LSU kind of shot themselves in the foot, and that kind of happened again this year. Do I think Florida State's the better team? Yes. Uh, and Florida State's running game and offensive line is elite. Um, and then Keon Coleman – um, he had three touchdowns, the transfer from Michigan State. He was incredible. Um, so I think Florida State was a much better team, but I also the, – the final score was a little misleading in this game. I, like what I'm saying is I think LSU can bounce back. Oh, I'm sure they can. Kind of don't want um, They also didn't have their starting running back, but, John Emery Jr. He was out. Hmm. They had another guy out because of some like NCAA suspension. If there's yeah. a program, not really a program, a coach that I want to fall, and it's just because it it feels like Brian Kelly is a fake charade guy at LSU. It just all feels fake yeah. to fit an image. I and I he's want been a fake guy everywhere he's been. I, I just want him to fall. Like you want to see the you want to see the evil people or just the people that are phony faking it to, like i don't mind faking it till you're making it trust me it gets you through life but whenever you can tell that the whole of the person is fake in that everything that he's doing it feels like a facade i mean if he wasn't at lsu and didn't have lsu money i don't know if this man could do it i mean because he was at notre dame he had notre dame money like if he was at a different program well, he was at he was at Cincinnati, and they they won. They made it to the Orange Bowl. But um, I think Brian Kelly is a really good recruiter. Um, but part of that could be uh, he's just kind of puts on um, and stuff because that that can make you a good recruiter. I don't think he's a really good in game uh, manager. Um, but this is for his family. My family. My family. Was on the, the weird ass spinning pedestal with the, the little peace sign eyes and then loses the recruit to Alabama. Love it. Yeah. Boys. What about OU? Are we going to talk about OU a little bit? I mean, they won. They dominated a really bad team. I turned it off after they scored their second touchdown. I did too. <laughs> I went straight to Nebraska. Or they Nebraska. scored two touchdowns where an Arkansas State player legitimately didn't even touch an OU player, and I was like, "This mm-hmm. is, I'm done." I was like, "All right, this is over." They scored in 79 seconds, and then they return, and then Arkansas didn't even get a a yard, and then they punted, and then they scored a punt return touchdown. And I turned it off. There's placeholder games, and then there's whatever in the world that was. See, Arkansas State, I know that they're obviously bad, but that's a Sun Belt team. And we played an FCS team. Mm-hmm. And they also know. know who their quarterback is. Yes, they, and he was great. 
Yeah, they have more answers than Oklahoma State has, and we still have way too many questions. They were really good. Dylan Gabriel was really, really good. Um, He showed that he could be the best quarterback in the Big 12 because Ewers was fine. Um, Texas didn't cover, but they won 37 to 10. If Blake Shapin didn't get hurt, we could put him in this conversation. It's weird to say that, but he actually looked really good before he went out against Texas State. Yeah, and that definitely contributed to their loss. Um, I mean, he didn't play defense, but uh, Georgia dominated as usual. USC dominated How about the Mountain Washington? West. Oh, Nevada. sorry. Sorry, guys. I'm, ch- I'm choking. I'm pulling to Clemson. <laughs> we'll get to Clemson. We'll get to Clemson. Texas A&M dominated. Alabama dominated. Penn State dominated West Virginia. Levi's prediction of West Virginia going one and eleven is still alive. Still in the cards, baby. North Carolina dominated South Carolina and Tulane notably dominated South Alabama, Oklahoma State's opponent in two weeks. I feel like dominated is a strong word. They only won by seventeen. Uh they won by twenty. Thirty seven to seventeen. But I mean, it was uh 24 to 10 at halftime. So, I mean, soundly beat them, I would say. Yeah, comfortably. Um, How about Washington, though? Washington. 19. Wisconsin. People had said that that was kind of a a tricky game for Wisconsin. They played really well, although Mordecai did have two interceptions. We love the Michael. We love the Michael Penix show, baby. That we absolutely do. How about North Carolina and Drake May? I'm trying to run through these quick. North Carolina and Drake May beating uh, South Dominating. Carolina. That game wasn't close. Mac Brown hitting the dance moves. Choking Shane Beamer. Yeah, that's uh, – I'm not sure Shane Beamer can recover from that. Not even to mention that Drake May didn't have what they think is their best receiver. They're still awaiting the NCAA's ruling on that. Oh, Tez? Yeah. That's what the free test stuff was about, okay. Yeah, uh, and on that, uh, I have my takes on that. I I believe he's a sixth-year player. This is going to be multiple schools that he's gone to, and the NCAA has kind of been really stingy with those this year, giving out waivers. Um, So if you're a quarterback, you can get it whenever. I'll just hand him out. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I think that – I don't know. The the COVID rule and then the red shirt, it all got really convoluted, and then the NCAA was kind of just like, ah, eh, this is like your fifth school. Like, no. So, I don't know on that. Hope, maybe he gets to play. They still don't know. The fact that they haven't ruled on it makes me think that he's not going to play. Oregon State dominated with DJ. Mm-hmm. I'm segueing into Clemson, his old team. Uh Got beat 28 to 7 Monday night by the Duke Blue Devils. And all, not very many fans, but uh, they did storm the field. What are our thoughts on Clemson? My preseason playoff team, Clemson. I, um, I said, I think at some point that. That this I don't know I don't know if I ever said this but 
this felt like the end of dominant Clemson. I feel like we've regressed back to pre-national championship Clemson where they go 10-2 and two every year and Clemsoning is back. Garrett Riley, I I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with him, but he scored the same amount of points in the national championship as he did against Duke. And I feel like what's being lost in all this is that Duke is a very good team. You don't go nine and four by accident. And guess what? They have Lafayette, Northwestern, and UConn. They play Notre Dame next on September 30th. That game just got a lot more interesting. Then they have NC State and Florida State. Those two games have gotten more interesting. It's The season is all lined up in front of them. At North Carolina, too, I mean, I'm not saying that Duke is going to win the conference. I'm saying that Duke is going to be dangerous. Are they in the Coastal? I think the divisions are dead. Okay. Also, I don't know how bold of a take this is. There's a chance that uh, Clemson is not a top five team in the ACC. I don't know about that. Let's all relax here. Let me. It's, it's game one with a new offense, and they fumbled the ball inside the two yard line twice. If those two are punched in for touchdowns, this is a totally different game. And I, I thought Clemson played well enough to win the game. Um, just those two fumbles. I mean, those are back breaking plays. Just uh, hear me out. North Carolina. Duke, Florida State, right? If Miami beats Texas A&M, there might be a chance that they're better than Clemson. And then there's usually some random team, NC State, Pittsburgh. They can make a case for five, maybe. I'm not saying that it is going to happen. I'm just saying it's possible. So I was just going to throw that out there. Um, let's go into a week two preview, shall we? Let's look at week two. Let's do NFL. Um, any more All thoughts, right. Levi, on week one of college? Mm, not really. Not many surprises, but with what surprises that came, you were able to kind of piece together. Oh, okay. So this, this is what's going to happen and bring out some of the, the new teams that interest all of us. Uh, I really liked week one. It was fun. Yeah. But I'm also just happy. We've got new guys that we can put in that contention for the Heisman race as well. And mm-hmm. hopefully those can stay consistent. That's the problem is consistency for some of these teams. Cause the people that are coming in, usually it's a flash of the pan and gone, but I feel like this Heisman race and really to try to lock up the couple last college football playoff spots. Like I feel like out of the top three teams, because a lot of people are rocking new QBs. I feel like that some of those spots are going to be wide open. Once we get into the latter part of the season, I think that I'll go on record saying that I don't think the Colorado can keep this up. They're a much better team than people thought they were, so they're probably going to beat the teams that Ian mentioned. But um, 
they're literally like one deep at, at most all positions. And, and then you're playing guys uh, that are either really young or were transfers in and didn't win a starting job. So I, I think that the, it's going to be hard for them if they lose a key guy like Sanders or Hunter. Um, then their season could look a lot different. I think Clemson's going to be fine. That's another thing I'll go on the record saying. They sh- should have won that game, and the Duke was Duke made the right plays uh, when it mattered. And their quarterback is a gamer, Riley Leonard, um, and, and had that really good touchdown run where he broke a bunch of tackles. But I think they'll be all right, and they're going to have to figure some stuff out pretty quickly because they play Florida State before September's over. So um, that is going to be a marquee game, and and their margin of error just got zero. So um, all in all, though, it was a super fun college football uh, week one and can't wait for week two, which is what we're going to start talking about right now. Well, Utah Baylor was interesting. Um, it looks like Blake Shapin may not play, though, right, Levi? Uh, yeah, I think I saw a report out. It was a while ago that Blake Shapin might be out for the first couple of weeks. I'm yeah. gonna go check on that right now. So if Blake Shapin's not playing, I'm just yeah. That's Utah won't. Will Cam Rising be back? I they don't need him, man. I mean that's. I'm being hyperbolic, but they looked great with their other two quarterbacks. Uh, Blake Shapin played uh, against uh, Texas State. But he got hurt in the game. He got hurt. Okay. Yeah, from – saw this via Brett McMurphy, who got this via Dave Schmoke. Uh, It's that – uh, Baylor coach Dave Aranda says, starting QB Blake Shapin out for two to three weeks with MCL injury. Yeah. So he's out. uh, yeah, that's uh, not going to go well then for Baylor. No, because that's they, Utah blowout. U- Utah blowing out Baylor. Minus seven and a half is the line. Smack it. Smack the line. Um, I'm just going through 11 o'clock games here. Notre Dame-NC State is interesting. Of course, NC State has Devin Leary, a target for Oklahoma State who did not come there. Armstrong. Uh, and then Nebraska, Colorado. We talked about it. Colorado is a three-point favorite right now. It's at home. The newly ranked number twenty-two, Colorado. That's going to be a good game. I think Nebraska has a good defense, terrible offense. So we'll see. Two thirty might be the sneaky game of the week. Ole Miss Tulane. That'll be a good game. It's in Tulane. Mississippi is favored by seven and a half. Uh, a couple good games at two thirty. You got A and M in Miami, uh, App one. State, North Carolina, SMU, OU. That's not. Or, the I'm sorry, I'm that's at five o'clock. Sorry, SMU OU is at five o'clock. But yeah, but the big one, A and M in Miami, and Ole Miss and Tulane at two thirty are solid. Iowa and Iowa State though. That's going to be the most disgusting. It's one of the best games every year. The most disgusting game possible. Iowa and Iowa State. President, former President Trump's going to be there, which I don't know how that works, because I thought he was in jail. Did I he th- post bail or? I thought from a, was that Photoshop? Because that's what I heard. Some reports were like that might have been a Photoshop picture. Yeah, he's not in jail. 
Yeah, he's out on bond or whatever. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the mug shot. I was like, I I saw the like the Brett McMurphy tweet. I'm like, like is Donald Trump a sicko's football fan? Like this is. I mean, he is a sicko, but I don't know if he's a sicko football fan. Yeah. He he is a sicko and. Yeah. yeah. Elaborate. <laughs> a game. That's not a game for elaboration. <laughs> a game that um, everybody's been looking forward to for a long time since last year. It's the game of the week. It's where game day is going. Uh, it's Texas and Alabama at six o'clock. What are our thoughts on that? Texas played, I thought, fine against Rice and Alabama blew Middle Tennessee out. Um, we'll see. Also, just warning you guys, it's like kind of storming here, so hopefully my power doesn't go out. But if I just I, leave, that's what happened. I feel the same way I did about last year's game where Alabama should win, but I feel like Texas might surprise somebody again. As I feel like as long as Quinn Ewers doesn't get hurt, then in theory they would win that last year's game. But, man, it, like if you're Texas, I feel like you missed B. John Robinson at this point, or I feel like you'll miss him in that Alabama game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm to the point with what's going to happen with Texas-Alabama. I Why do I feel like there might be a good shot that Texas does some type of upset since there's a lot of open spots that Alabama is still trying to figure out on the offensive side of the ball? And a couple of defensive backs are out. I mean, I feel, I feel like, like that that this could be a Texas win, and I don't like that. I think Texas. Um, Wait, I why? Mean, would... It's only a seven point favorite. Alabama's a seven point favorite at home. Plus, How it's could... Ewers and Worthy with more experience. Mm-hmm. Question for you guys: How come Texas and Alabama? can still play, but Oklahoma and Georgia couldn't. Uh, it was already scheduled, and um, they're still in the Big 12 this year. Next year, they wouldn't be. Yeah. Oklahoma and Georgia was set for this year, though, wasn't it? I don't think so, no. It was for next year. Yeah. No, because I think SMU came in, and that was a replacement. I I don't know. I mean, Wait, maybe Alabama and game? Texas had a, had the choice, and they it's supposed to be Oklahoma and Georgia, but it, instead it's Oklahoma SMU now. Well, my, I thought that was. Let me check. Oklahoma maybe Texas, State, Texas, and Alabama had a choice, and they didn't take it. I don't Look know that, that. Jamie looked that up. Yeah. I'll, I'll run through the rest of the games real quick. Wisconsin, Washington State is interesting in Pullman. It was twenty twenty three. Ian, yeah, yeah. Um, Miss Arizona and Mississippi State in Stark Vegas. UCLA, San Diego State. I mean, San Diego State. UCLA looks uh, solid against Coastal. That was a wild game, late at night. That I was watching. Yeah. Um, Do we mention Oregon, Texas Tech? And after the Wyoming loss, I did. Did anybody watch that game? I didn't watch it. I literally just looked at the highlights. So I watched from fourth quarter on. 
uh what i watched pretty much fourth quarter on for wyoming tech so it looked like shug had a pretty decent game 338 three touchdowns and an interception but remember texas tech pulled the annual texas tech choke well at least they got out of the way early I yes. think I still think Lubbock is going to be insane. Oregon, who just blew out an FCS team, eighty-one to seven or whatever, uh, is only a six and a half fav- favorite. I think that's going to be a good game. I'm sure it will be, but my confidence in Texas Tech winning that game is like point one eh, percent. It's just one percent. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, Oregon looked really good, but um, I feel like I wouldn't be saying that if Texas Tech had, had escaped in Laramie. Um, but um, tell you what's going to be yeah. a fun game: Wisconsin, Washington State mm-hmm. on ABC. And nobody's going to be watching it because they're all going to be watching Texas and Alabama, and that could be a fun game. game. <laughs> Over it. UCF Boise is also a fun game. Very. Very. I mean, there's a couple of good games right down here. Arizona, Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Um Auburn Cal is going to be a very Stanford. Very yeah. Game. Stanford mm-hmm. USC is going to be a blowout. We we talk so much crap on Cal, and they went in and dominated North Texas on the road. Um after on game day. Two separate people had North Texas as their super dog, and Cal just blew them out of the water, put a 58 burger on them down there in Denton. Good for so, Cal, man. week two, looking solid. All eyes will be on the Oklahoma State quarterback situation, right? Well, some eyes. I'll have, I'll probably have one eye open trying to keep myself awake. After I call a another UCO soccer game, courtesy on the MIAA network, um, nine thirty kick. I think it's going to be. It, this is going to be a very disgusting game, and I don't know if the over is going to hit or the under is going to hit because I feel like it's going to be one extreme or the other. The over under is fifty three and a half, and I I don't know what I'm going with here. Arizona State minus uh, plus three and a half is a very interesting pick if you're going to go gambling wise. I think Oklahoma State wins. That's but, super scary, though, because it was at yeah. three, and now it's three and a half, so a field goal yeah. is not going to do it. I don't feel confident, which I don't think I felt confident going into the Boise State game either. And that was that was the that game. Boise that Boise State game was ugly. ugly. But that was, honestly, that was probably one of my favorite games. Jalen Warren saved our bacon. Season. Yeah. No, I think I think they're going to call real plays against Arizona State, and I think that they're going to look a lot better um, on defense in terms of blitz packages and maybe not so lackadaisical that Levi was talking about uh, in the secondary. Um, they're going to show that to them on tape for sure, and hopefully they, they clean some of that up. Uh, and on offense, I, whatever quarterback gets a hot, gets hot. Um. You know what game we forgot? Illinois, Kansas. 
Oh, on Friday, right? Friday. That's birthday game, fun. yay. Birthday game? Oh. Birthday game, yay. Birthday game, yo. Happy birthday to Levi Friday. Let's yeah. go. Ha-cha-cha, ha-cha-cha-cha. Ha-cha-cha-cha-cha. Illinois, Kansas is going to be great. Great call. Thank Ian. you. Kansas better win. I'm going to fight the blackout somebody. uniforms. What do we think of those? I like them. I don't like the weird like '30s Jayhawk. I think it looks dumb. Like a, like a five year old drew it. That's the rest fair. of the uniform I like. That's fair. Yeah, fair. I think if they went with like the little friendly Jayhawk guy, I think that would have been all right. He looks friendly. It's definitely an upgrade, the one that they normally use compared to the old one. Who what do we like, think of OSU's new permanent unis? I like them. Oh, I do too. I, I think it is a Stylin'. surprisingly significant upgrade. Styling. Styling. I mean, yeah, that those orange with the white helmets <laughs> looked solid. But no, week two is shaping up to be super good in college football. Week three, take a dip, and we we can talk about that next time. Um, week three is usually where things kind of take a little bit of dip right before you enter conference play there's some more cupcakes on the schedule um but week two is not that case is not the case there are going to be some solid solid games so hit the music nfl films because we're moving on to nfl week one dun 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 dun. we're here starting off with lions and chiefs and some bad news for chiefs fans because it sounds like travis kelsey is not going to play yeah, it's it's like hyper-extended knee, so it's like 50-50 shot if Kelsey plays. So. I feel like if he does play, doesn't play, though, I feel like the Chiefs will be just fine. Uh, they're also without, also without Chris Jones. Yep. Hold and out. Maybe Kadarius Tony. I can't remember. Uh, I saw Kadarius that. Kadarius Tony is questionable. Jerry Sneed is questionable. Chris Jones is on reserve DNR. Travis Kelsey, questionable. Yeah, so I think that'll be a fun game to start off to start off the NFL year Thursday night. You usually don't see a um this type of matchup where it's against the other conference unless it was like the Super Bowl matchup again. Um you usually get a divisional rival or I, I thought it would be the Bengals. I thought that would be the match they put here. But uh, it is not. It's a very good game, though. A mm-hmm. couple of other notable games. Sunday, Eagles-Patriots. Tough game to start off with going to Gillette Stadium. But that's what you get when you're the defending NFC champ. Um, I'm, I'm excited for that game. For sure. Mm-hmm. Should be a win, though. Um, Sunday night game is Levi's Cowboys taking on the Giants. Tough game to start. At New York, too. For both teams. That has also been, like, the week one Sunday night football game, like, 15 out of the last 18 years. Yeah. They love doing that game first. Turns out a stat that I have learned is, I'm I'm trying to remember how many matchups Dak Prescott has won against the New York Giants. The New York Giants have won either like only one or two games 
or almost or if not zero against Dak Prescott. Weirdly enough, like Dak is very great against the Giants. So I maybe should have said that the Cowboys end up sweeping the Giants this year, even though I love the Giants team. Packers Bears week one. That's odd. Um, But that is the case. You got Levi or sorry, Ian, your Broncos taking on the Raiders. We ride, baby. We're riding, I guess. Um, to the grave. No, that was last year. We're gonna we're gonna Niners, Steelers, Titans, Saints, Bucks, Vikings, Bengals, Browns, some other games. And then Monday night is the Bills and the Jets. Dolphins Chargers. You forgot all about that game. That game's going to be really good. That's well, I will not be watching that game because I'll be watching the Eagles game. But oh yes. yeah, for sure. Unless it's um, no, they'll probably show the Eagles Patriots game. Yeah, they always show the Eagles game around here. Oh yeah, because Jalen hurts. I was um, thinking, my one of my favorite things if you go to like five hundred six sports dot com, they have the uh, the TV map. Mm-hmm. That's coming out tomorrow. I'm, well, they always play the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Chiefs, Cowboys. But if it's the Chiefs and the Cowboys, but the Eagles also usually play on Fox at a different time than the Cowboys, so they always play the Eagles game too. Mm. Um, but this is actually on CBS, so CBS should play that game because it's the Patriots. Patriots uh, honestly have a pretty big market too. Yeah. Great week one slate. I'm excited for the NFL this year. Are we is Oklahoma City gonna get stuck with Texans Ravens, you think? There's no oh, way. I hope not. Buccaneers well, Baker Mayfield starting, so they may get uh, Buccaneers Vikings. Oh, they don't do that anymore. Even though he's with the Buccaneers. We're looking it up right meow. It's yeah. not gonna be up until Wednesday. I checked this morning. Oh, it doesn't come out till Wednesday. Dang. Well, bummer. If it's if the Eagles aren't, then I will figure out how to watch it for sure. If I have to purchase NFL Plus or whatever it's called. We need to find a student so that way we can use his ID and we can get like the NFL. My sister is a student, so yeah. I'm a student. Ian's a student. Bang. <laughs> Bang. Hold on. At the same school. TV, though. Oh, well, the thing is, we can get the like NFL package for only like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Is it a hundred for the whole season, or is it a hundred a month? The season. No, hundred a month is insane. Holy cow! Well, I guess that's how much cable costs, though. Do you want me to get it? I'll go the thirty-three and thirty-three or whatever. Get that done off air. Maybe. Uh, that's- yeah, if I don't think it's a hundred a month, it's not hundred a month. Please hold. Um, looking that up right now. It's uh, fifteen a month. Yeah, I don't know. It's not saying what the student discount though is. 80 a year but with, oh. that's without the student discount so I'm looking 
Get your NFL. Okay, wait a minute. That not that. Okay, NFL Sunday ticket brings you some. That's old. This is Google. Oh. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. So football is back, folks. Um, and we're excited. We're really, really excited to see it. And we think that Oklahoma State. What? What's your predictions? OSU scores. Ooh, uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, this is really tough. Let me go. Oklahoma State. Thirty. One Arizona State seventeen. Yan. Oklahoma State twenty-four. Arizona State twenty-one. I'm with Ian here on this one. I think it's gonna be lower scoring. Uh I'm gonna say twenty-eight to seventeen. OSU wins. You guys have Oklahoma State covering. Correct. All right. Do we want to do an NFL lock of the week? Yeah, we can do that. NFL lock of the week. I'll keep track of it on my phone. Whatever. Let's see. Spin. Lock it up, baby. Hurry up, Espen. My NFL, sponsored by no one yet. Sponsored by nobody. My NFL lock of the week is the Seattle Seahawks minus five over the LA Rams. Mm. At home, I'm rolling with the Hawks to take down a bad Rams team. Cooper Cup out. Yeah, I mean, the, there's easier plays. I mean, yeah. Uh, you got. Oh my gosh, I don't care about the Tigers. And the Yankees. The Stinkies. Um, Ooh, yeah. This I feel like this is a good luck. Okay. I mean the Ravens minus ten over the Texans. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a lock. That's a dangerous pick. All the to me the majority of these are dangerous. You know what? I think I'm fine with this one. Washington seven. I, I think Washington. Over the Cardinals. Was, yep, over the Cardinals. Currently, the line is said Washington was seven. I'm going to go with that because I if if somehow Arizona isn't the worst team this year, I I'm going to be shocked. If I'm Buda Baker, I'm doing all in my willpower to get out of there. And, I mean, literally, that's the only thing on this Arizona Cardinals team and Hollywood Brown that are really, really, really good. Outside of that, nothing else. And Chandler Jones, right, is is not playing or something? Chandler Jones is on the— You're right. He's a different team. Different the Raiders. Team. He's on the Raiders. Hey, but this, he's not playing. I saw something about he's—like, they don't know where he's at. I don't know. I don't oh, pay attention on. to the LA Raiders. 
Not LA, Hold on. Las Vegas Raiders. Hold on. Chandler Jones deletes Instagram story where he says he doesn't want to. Okay, so he's he ripped the Raiders brass, saying he doesn't want to play for team anymore. Okay. Yep. Hey, I don't blame him. It's the Raiders. Yahoo, Yahoo here. A headline: Chandler Jones doesn't sound very happy with the Las Vegas Raiders. The veteran edge rusher posted a series of explicit laden messages on his Instagram story after he claimed team officials wouldn't let him go into the Raiders gym. Jim also scared or Jones also shared a screenshot of what looked like a text conversation with Raiders general manager, David Ziegler, where Jones was upset that neither Ziegler is it Ziegler. I don't know. I'm going with it's Ziegler. Dolph Ziegler. I'm here to show the world. Come Nor head coach Josh McDaniels responded to these messages. Jones age 33 added that he had to work out at a local gym because he didn't have access to the team facility. He claimed the Raiders spoke with his ex-girlfriend, who Jones Jones says he doesn't talk with anymore. Finally, Jones said he don't want to play for the Raiders if that's my HC or GM, and implied he wanted defensive coordinator Patrick Graham to run the team. The post has since been deleted, so this is the... Uh, I'm looking at the uh, messages now. I'm going to read them as soon as the Twitter thing loads. Another cool pick. Uh, I'm thinking of, I, I might want to change it. I might, I'm I'm not going to change it, but Cincinnati minus two and a half over the Browns. That's enticing. Oh, by the way. So here's my lock of the week. I got the Dolphins and the Chargers over 51 points. That feels like a 28. Or that feels like a 31, 28 game where both teams get, um, like 35 to 31. It just feels like a high-scoring game with Tua and uh, Justin Herbert. Those are two fun offenses, uh, and I, I just want to see points. Points, points, points. My boy Tua turned the ball over. Dude, he, I, I don't think he turned over the ball that much. Two and on. Even two and on. Expect us. Whatever that means. All right. Well... I can't find the thing. It's not anything funny. else. We want to get off our off our chest. No, my, I like my shirt on my chest. All right. Yeah, well, I'll take us out. Thank you for listening to episode four of the IPL podcast, season three. Talked about week one, recapping college football, letting leading into our preview of week two previewed week one of the nfl we're excited football's back fall is just around the corner i looked at the weather and it's going to be like 75 next week we're back boys we are back we are back and the ipl podcast is back so rate listen and subscribe we've got intro music now we've we're the real deal thank you levi for adding that in yeah being our producer slash co-host i'm not gonna lie i'm proud we made it under two hours I think we almost made it under an hour and a half. Yeah, I think that way to go. I was I was secretly hoping that we wouldn't go that long because, I mean, that's a lot, man. Yeah. yeah. I've been trying not to make it go as long because I'm also hungry. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Good podcast. Thank you, Levi, for doing, for putting it up. Hey, no problem. And so that's it for this episode. We will talk with you next week. Remember... Your oil changed. <laughs> <laughs>